Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello. Welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Is that what I sound like today? Uh, no. I don't know. I'm just in that mood. I'm kind of, uh, I think my glasses are smudged because it's like, it's hazy. <laughs> it's steamy in here. It's steamy. Right, Melon? <laughs> um, okay. We have some news stories from this week, but we have an update. Oh. From our main episode. From our main episode. Well, not an update on the Titanic. <laughs> I was like, I was like breaking news on the Titanic. Okay. Meant, Those oysters okay? <laughs> I meant to say that we have some information about some of the science we tried to talk about. Oh, did and someone send us an email? Look, plenty of people did, but the only uh, message I'm going to talk about is the one I got from my cousin. Who okay. Is, she is a literal scientist. Okay. So she listens to the show and she's like, uh, she texted me and she confirmed that, yes, Desi, you were right oh. about the path of the ship traveling north with the curvature of the earth. Of the earth. I'm just going to read what she said because there'll be no way I can explain it again. Good call. She said, so Desi is right that the planes, for example, fly geodesic routes, meaning that the path on a sphere that's shortest is actually curved, hence why planes fly over Greenland when coming from Europe. I looked at the Titanic's path, and it definitely doesn't look like a geodesic. My guess is that you wouldn't want to do that on that route because to go north, you'd need an icebreaker ship. I think it's just fucking cold in the middle of the Atlantic and Europe to New York is pretty far north. I haven't done any more research than literally just look at the path, so just my guess. Also, I can't remember if Icebreaker is the right name for the ships that cut through the ice. I think they're called Snowpiercers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I saw that movie, and I was also like, yes, Geodesic. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that in the movie Snowpiercer? Well, it's a train that breaks through snow and ice. It's going really fast and it breaks through. It can't through. stop. Like it can't speed. stop, but the, the world is frozen. Right. So it's able to break through uh, ice and snow when needed. And then she tried to explain to me the radio technology, the wireless technology. She was reading about it. I'm going to have to... Um, she says she can write something a little more concise for me because we were just chatting on, yes. on Instagram about this. But thank you, Karen. Thank you. Thank you for writing into the show. I and mean, thank you for saying I'm right. I always love to hear it. <laughs> yeah. And that's always a very popular message that we get is if you say Desi, Desi was right. <laughs> Although I think there has been one time that someone, oh, emailed, right. there's been one time someone emailed and said Rachel was right. I mean, think about all the times they don't email us to tell us we were wrong. Because they're like, oh, well, you know God. what? Those dumb thank bitches, they, they can't help themselves. Honestly, thank God. Okay, we do have some news stories from this week. 
we have an update about a story that we talked about last week, which was the Home Alone house. What a fast update. What Immediately after we posted our mini episode last week, breaking news happened, and the actor who played Buzz in Home Alone gets arrested. So this is from People Magazine. It says, actor who played Kevin's brother Buzz in Home Alone accused of trying to strangle woman. That's bad. Look, I hope it didn't happen at the the open house thing. <laughs> yeah, right? It says, former child star Devin Rattray has been accused of punching a woman and attempting to strangle her in an altercation Thursday, but police tell people that they are not pursuing charges in the incident. Rattray, 44, rose to prominence in the early 1990s when he played Buzz McAllister, the older brother to Macaulay Culkin's character in the first two Home Alone movies. According to a heavily redacted police report obtained by Page Six, the women... The woman alleged that Rat Trey punched her in the face, covered her mouth with his hand, and tried to strangle her. Police tell TMZ that the incident happened at a Hyatt hotel in Oklahoma City. The local police arrived on the scene and declined to press charges. Rat Trey and the woman then went their separate ways. Um, okay, so yeah, I hope that woman's okay. Yeah, I guess I'm guessing he won't be at the Airbnb in <laughs> Chicago. Hope not. I, let's hope not. Uh, so, I mean, how dare he humiliate us like that? <laughs> now, there is some more Home Alone news in the news. This is from Food and Wine magazine. And if you're turned off by staying at the McAllister household in Chicago, if you live in Tennessee, there's some Home Alone themed entertainment for you there. Oh, really? There's a Home Alone-inspired bar hiding in Nashville, Kevin McAllister-themed snacks included. Oh. See, I think I would rather go to this. I mean, it would be fun to go to the actual house, but I would like to go to a place that was, like, themed. I like, think that with sounds food, fun. Themed with food and drinks. That's what they have here. This is, again, out of Food and Wine. It says, Hidden Bar, the cult-favorite underground hideaway beneath the historic Noel Hotel in Nashville, is officially bringing back its Home Alone-inspired holiday experience. So I guess they've done this before. And a grown-up Kevin McAllister would approve. This season, Hidden Bar has transformed into a 90s dream meant to mimic the McAllister residence, starting... With its red brick exterior, moving inside, bar go- goers will be delighted to see a recreation of the family's iconic living room, complete with a plush with plush floral chairs, a green couch, a decorated Christmas tree, and a roaring fireplace with stockings above the mantle to keep you warm, even if you make your family disappear. I think they should have the uh, Michael Jordan cutout on the train track. Yeah. Like they did in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. The Noel Culinary... Teams also created a Home Alone-inspired cocktail and snack menu. So you can get some cocktails titled Thirsty for More, which is mm, a quote from yeah. Home Alone. It's made with whiskey, raspberry, amaro, lemon, bitters, ginger beer. And there's another cocktail called One Two Ten, which is a cocktail crafted with a house rum blend, cold brew, Nacino. What's that? No idea. Allspice, or or Orgeat. I don't know these things. And chocolate bitters. So So it sounds like like a a chocolatey drink. Chocolatey rum. That sounds good. You can also get snacks at the bar that are themed. They have a pizza there, because you got to have pizza if it's Home Alone themed, right? Absolutely. They have a 
Little Noel's pizza made with focaccia, pepperoni, and mozzarella. They also have stuffed shells prepared with rigatoni, Velveeta, and they also have a... Wait a second. Stuffed shells prepared with rigatoni? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it says, it says they have... Stuffed shells prepared with rigatoni, Velveeta, and Parmesan. Okay. So that's not a shell. That's stuffed rigatoni. Or that's like mac and cheese. It is mac and cheese because he eats mac and cheese in the movie. Right. So they're doing some kind of gourmet trash mac and cheese. Yes. That's what it sounds like. You can get a Chicago-style pig in a blanket. What the hell's that? Does it come with the pickles and the tomatoes and like <laughs> the sesame seeds? Celery or what is salt. it? Celery so- What is it? Poppy seeds? Poppy seeds. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, I'll eat it. I'll eat a pig in a blanket. And uh, to top it off for dessert, you can get an ice cream sundae with vanilla and chocolate ice cream, Luxardo cherries, and warm chocolate. Because he eats a it's big a classic. He eats a big giant sundae yeah. like the first day his parents are That's gone. That's what you do when your parents are gone. Yeah. Just fucking go house on some ice cream. Um, the bar is open Wednesdays and Thursdays from 5 to 11, Friday and Saturday nights from 4 p.m. to midnight. And Sunday... Okay, I don't need to read all this. No. Uh, <laughs> if you go, let us know. Yeah. I, I want to go to Nashville. We could do a fun show there. I've never been. You haven't? No. I stopped over in Memphis on that road trip. Uh, here's my Nashville story. I stopped... I wasn't there very long. But I, I didn't know that Spaghetti Factory was a chain. What? I didn't know that because I didn't have it where I lived. Did they start in Nashville? I have no idea. I've where never it even heard of Spaghetti Factory. Well, it's it's a it's a low it's like a chain, but it's not like a, a fucking TGI Fridays. Right. It's like a sparse. Um, but yeah, it's a chain. And when I went to Nashville, that's where I went to eat, thinking it was like a local place. Oh no! Because it, it, it had like a look that was old world. <laughs> And I was like, ooh, spaghetti factory. And then after I did it, it was like perfectly fine. Nothing like great. After that, I was like, oh, it's a fucking chain, the spaghetti factory. (laughs) So I like totally went there not knowing that it was. Because you know how sometimes those chains has like an old world decor. It doesn't look like a chain restaurant. They try to make it look authentic in some way. Yeah. So yeah, that's my... So I wasted a meal in Nashville at a fucking chain restaurant instead of going somewhere good. It was like pre phone where you can search things right. like you could. So it was like, kind of like I probably had a book or mm. something like a travel guide. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that's my Nashville story, but I do want to go back and I know a few people there. So yeah, it'll be fun. We'll do a show there. Uh, what else we got? One of my favorite things about the holiday season is the annual Neiman Marcus fantasy gift guide. I thought you were going to start doing an ad. No, this is not an ad. <laughs> it's kind of like one of my favorite things about the, the holiday <laughs> season <laughs> That did did kind of sound like an ad. (laughs) Okay, this is not an ad, but legitimately one of something that I have looked forward to since I was a little kid was like reading the Neiman Marcus absurd, gigantic holiday book. We did a Patreon episode on it, didn't we? Yes, we did. We did a a few Christmases ago, we did a Patreon episode where we went down a list of like the most absurd Neiman Marcus fantasy gifts of all time. Yeah. And there were some pretty absurd ones on there. I think they're trying to be less absurd. Like more realistic. Which is disappointing. I mean, yeah. they're still... They're still they got to have a few weirdo ones. They... Okay. Well, 
I went through the list and I picked out the two that I think were the most absurd, but it's nowhere near how it used to be in back in the day when it was like a camel. Yeah. His and her camels. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, like that literally was a gift in the 80s, I think, or the 70s. Or you could get like giant his and hers robots made to look like you or whatever. And then they have like a huge life-size gingerbread house or something. Yeah. Like it was crazy. And yeah. a cupcake car. Do you yeah. remember the cupcake yeah. car? <laughs> okay. So we talked about all these gifts that you were able to purchase at one time on Neiman Marcus. And they're all, all the gifts are in the tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes. Like it's for people who have so much money, they literally don't know what to do with it. And they're just like, here, I just spent $100,000 on this joke gift, Yeah, basically. <laughs> so I look forward to that every year to see what the ultra rich are spending their money on. And I was disappointed to see that the gifts are not as absurd as they once used to be, but they're still obviously very over the top and they're absurd, but they're not the level. They're not the level. So I just picked the two that I felt were the most what the fuck to me. And this year at Neiman Marcus for the 2021 fantasy gift, you can get, you can buy for $6 million, the Moogle heart diamond, which the is what? it's a Moogle heart diamond. It is a 30.86 carat D color internally flawless diamond ring. Oh, six mil? It's six point one million dollars. Here's a picture. Is there of only it. one of those? Maybe there is. It says That's massive. It says this is the um blurb about it. There are diamonds, and then there's the breathtaking Moogle heart. A piece coveted by royalty and notable American and European families for more than a century. The spectacular 30.86 carat D color, internally flawless, type illa. Don't even, I don't even know. What the hell is D color? (laughs) Well, you know how there's like a... I know, but I thought D sounds bad. They're just different colors. Oh, okay. Like sometimes like there's like I color and like G color. And some of them are more yellow. Right. So you know, D is more. I guess D, D is, I, I don't know. D is good. <laughs> Expertly cut diamond is a captivating work of art. The superb specimen originates from India's ancient Golconda region, known to produce some of history's finest, largest, and rarest diamonds. Gems from the area's now dormant mines are seldom available today, making the few that exist highly prized and sought after. This fantasy gift also includes the extraordinary opportunity to rename the stone, bestowing a remarkable legacy to your or your loved one's collection. To make your chosen name official, the Gemological Institute of America will issue a monograph confirming the change. So not only do you get this 30-carat diamond ring, but you also get to rename the diamond. So it has like an official name. Like you could potentially buy it and name it the Butt Dick Diamond. Okay, that's worth six million dollars. You know what else you get with this what? ring? What a curse! This oh, ring totally. is cursed. Oh, hundred percent. This ring's cursed. Also, if you rename it, you're extra cursed. Oh, agree. Like you don't rename this diamond. No, even butt dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you should rename it butt dick. Please, if you buy this, please diamond, buy the butt dick diamond. Please. <laughs> And let us know. Wear it on your hand. <laughs> Give it to your betrothed. <laughs> and tell everyone who asks about your fabulous cocktail ring that costs $6.1 million. Yeah. This is the butt dick diamond. It's, it's D-colored and D stands for dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
The extra D <laughs> the extra is for D. dick. <laughs> That's why it's D-colored, baby. Now, the other gift which I felt was extravagant this year from the Neiman Marcus Fantasy Guide is a Roaring Twenties party hosted by Bronson Van Wick. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain to you who he okay. is. For $395,000. That you, seems cheap. <laughs> you know how your prices go to, Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, compared to $6 million, $300,000. Yeah, that's 300, nothing. So it's almost four, $400,000. This is the description. Experience the excess and exuberance of the Roaring Twenties with an exclusive throwback soiree at the Apollo Theater designed by party planner extraordinaire Bronson Van Wick. <laughs> I feel like if your name is Bronson Van Wick, you have to be a party planner. That's not their name. I guarantee you that they've changed their name. That's quite a name. You don't that no one has that name unless they're very rich. (laughs) (laughs) The man behind some of the world's most spectacular A-list celebrations. During this unique experience, the legendary Harlem landmark will open its doors specially for you and 19 guests. 19, that's it? That seems very low. I want a hundred. I don't even have, I don't even know a hundred people. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to spend $400,000 on a party, you should at least be able, I mean, what are you going to 19? You're going to talk to everyone with 19 the, people within at the, the first, Apollo within the first hour. You're going to talk to everyone. It's just too, it's a big space too. Yeah. It's weird, right? I don't want that. No. So only 19 guests start the night by seeing your name and lights on the marquee. Then get ready to be transported back to the decade of decadence and dance the night away on the famed Apollo stage. Uh, With 19 people? Why 19? Does that include you? Yes, it does. It includes you. This is what the gift experience includes. Roaring 20s event designed by Bronson Van Wick. Flapper-esque costume accessories to complete you and your guests' ensembles. Delicious hors d'oeuvres and specialty cocktails crafted just for your event. Top shelf vodka and caviar tasting stations. A Michelin starred chef prepared three course dinner on the Apollo stage. I was going to say, they're not going to, I was like, they're only getting hors (laughs) d'oeuvres. I'm getting mad. Live music playing throughout the evening, followed by a DJ for the after party. 1920 style hair and makeup for 20 guests. A photographer on hand to capture every moment. And 20 signed copies of Born to Party, Forced to Work, 21st Century Hospitality by Bronson Van Wick. That's no one wants that. Oh, look at this jerk off. <laughs> My God, does he? <laughs> what if he listens to the show? Oh, sorry. If you listen to the show, then I like you. No, I don't know. I don't trust this guy. Why? Because why is he writing a book why is he hosting this that's so expensive? And why is the snake Bronson Van Wick? <laughs> I'm looking this up. I need to know if this was if this is his real name. I don't like people who call themselves tastemakers. Like it's not your job to say you're that. Right. I mean, I've never heard of him, but we could also just be stupid. Well, that has nothing to do with him. <laughs> yes. I need to know if if this is his actual name. That's what I'm trying to figure out, but of course he doesn't have a Wikipedia. But there's he no has way. A, but there's a lot of articles about this guy. Like he's obviously a guy who he's who, very famous. Yeah. I'll give him that as far as a party pl- planner goes. His house is cute. His house or his apartment? I'm reading in the Covetor. The Covetor. It's this like luxury magazine. Uh, okay, 
I mean, he's in town and country. I mean, maybe he has that's a cat, does he? He has oh, a cat. Okay, see, so yeah, I like he's him a, a cat little better. Guy. Look, look at the cat. Oh, <laughs> just looking at the statue initially, I was like, wait, that's not a real cat. It's a statue. The cat- even, like the cat's on the top of his head. No, I'm sure he's a very nice guy. I'm just being judgmental based on his name. You know what? I'm being judgmental based on who's buying this party because it sounds like buying your friends. I just think this is like, I don't know. I prefer the diamond. <laughs> The haunted diamond. The haunted diamond. Cursed or not. <laughs> that has some resale value at least. Other gifts on this year's list, they had a reasonably priced $80,000 trip to Portugal. But that seems like something you could just buy, do. Part of the trip involved getting to design your own porcelain plate with a porcelain plate maker. Oh. That was like... it was okay. like a, That's like the there, added benefit. Yeah, there's yeah. like a porcelain artisanal dish designer in Portugal that was like really famous apparently according to Neiman Marcus and you could like design your own plate with them and then you also get this like luxury trip with a driver and like a helicopter tour and like all um, uh, Michelin star dinners and stuff like that and then another one of the gifts this year was an electric Hummer the first all electric Hummer Oh, they must feel good about themselves. I know. After all those years of <laughs> making gas guzzler cars. The thing about the Hummer is it's not even an attractive vehicle. And this car looks even worse because it's like it's like all modern. Yeah. And it has like the Neiman Marcus embroidery in inside the car. Like and <laughs> why like, would you, know, you want that? But you know when you get a car that's like a limited edition yeah, and it says like, like Eddie, Eddie Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one we know. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking yes. about. Like, what if you got a car by Eddie Bauer? I would not want that car. But, but do you? I feel like we used to see those a lot. Well, because they were like, what was it, Jeep Cherokee or something? I feel like. I you, mean, at least with that, the brand kind of fit yeah. the car, right? Because I don't even know what Eddie Bauer is, but it's kind of like work, like uh, outdoorsy. It's like LL Bean. Yeah, it's like LL Bean. Um, yeah, I feel like if I'm getting that gift, I won't, I don't want Neiman Marcus on it though. It's right. like, you should be able to opt out of that. I don't think so. It says like NM on the seat. No one wants that. Um, unless your initials are NM. That's true. Then another one of the gifts was, I think for like a hundred thousand dollars, you could, they would take you to London to make a children's book with your kid. Oh. And it would be like published, but that seems like a lot of work. That's not a gift. That's a job. It's a job, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're paying for it. Yeah. And then another one was like a sustainable fashion shopping trip for like $300,000. And it was like, that one was, I didn't understand that one fully. But first somebody comes to your house and like throws out all your clothes. That's not very sustainable. Well, they like, re- <laughs> they like donate them to like, okay, or like they re- like resell them. I like that there's a sustainable fashion thing where it's like, we throw out all your clothes and buy $300,000. Right. Cause it, like comes, it doesn't make sense. Cause 100%. Comes, Cause that gift also came with like a hundred thousand dollar credit at Neiman Marcus. Yeah. There's something that that's like rich people's idea of doing good. Right. They're so like, like, I I'm, threw my whole wardrobe out. And I bought, bought a new one <laughs> and I bought a new wardrobe. It's very sustainable. It's sustainable. It's all recycled. so yeah that was my neiman marcus fantasy gift guide for 2021 update 
And finally, since so many of you want me to talk about this, we will talk about it. Okay. Wow. There was a story or a viral TikTok from a few weeks ago where this woman, Stephanie, claimed that she sold her farts in a jar on OnlyFans and made like $90,000 from it, right? Right. Now, I immediately knew who this Stephanie woman was because she is one of the cast members of season four before the 90 days. Right. She's, uh, what's the opposite of a fan favorite? That's who Stephanie. Hated. Much hated. She is hated by fans. Okay. 90 Day Fiance fans because she was terrible to Erica, the woman who she traveled to Australia to see. Oh, was this the first lesbian couple on yeah, the show? They okay. were both by. Okay. This was the first same sex, sex couple okay. on 90 Day Fiance. And it was just a lot of drama, but everyone felt really bad for Erica. Like she left Erica crying. Um <gasps> Erica's like Erica's one of those cast members who you're like, that is a perfect baby angel. How could you make her cry? So Erica is Australian. Yes. And Stephanie is from America. Yeah. Okay. Um, so and I love I loved Erica. I was a big fan of hers. And like Stephanie was just hated. And so Stephanie uh, has been pretty successful, obviously, on OnlyFans, which is like very smart of her. She's leveraged her 90 Day Fiance notoriety to promote her OnlyFans. Good for her. But um, she obviously went viral and people were like, what the hell? Why are you selling your farts in a jar? I mean, I guess people, are, some people are obviously into that. And this is from... E! News from this week, it says, 90 Day Fiance Stephanie Maddow responds to people judging her for selling her farts in jars. No one's judging her. We just think it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) After finding fame on 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days, as one half of the first same-sex couple to be featured on the TLC franchise, the 31-year-old reality star says she's been earning thousands of dollars with an unconventional business, selling jars of her farts. According to a TikTok video Stephanie posted in late November, she has since gone viral. She said she made $45,000 in one week from the gassy gig. Now, why do people buy my farts in a jar? I honestly think it's because I have a really good personality and because I'm hot, she said with a wink. Stephanie added, it's a business. So just what does a career in cutting the cheese entail? In another video titled Day in the Life of a Girl Who Sells Her Farts in a Jar, Stephanie shared that she gets things rolling in the morning by having high-protein foods such such as beans and hard-boiled eggs. I hate her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wait for those farts to develop. I like to read. I'm very smart. I like to read. Is she for real? Yes. (laughs) And then when I'm ready to go, I, you know, do my job. She includes flower petals in her jars because they attach the scent and make it last longer. I feel like that would obscure the scent. I need proof that she's really selling these farts. Each jar costs $1,000 and includes a personalized note from the star. Uh, And then she said in a new TikTok video from a few days ago, December 15th, she wrote, People judging me for selling my jarred farts. Them not knowing I made over $100,000 and own a beautiful home and multiple cars. Ugh. You don't want to say that. You Just laugh. First of all, I wouldn't be surprised if this is all a lie to get more people to go to her OnlyFans. 
Honestly, that makes more sense to me. Because I feel like she's just going on. She's like the attractive girls on Twitter who always like, I just took a huge dump. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's like, wow, she's attractive and she does shits and farts. <laughs> and it gets them a lot of attention. Like, I don't know. I, I think that's a good theory, though, that she's making this up and she's I not- don't believe that a hundred men paid a thousand dollars for her th- farts in a jar. Right. I just don't believe it. I want to interview one of the men who paid a thousand dollars. Please, if you listen to her show, if that man exists, they listen to her. A hundred percent. That please tell me, like, why? Like, I could see paying a hundred dollars for a fart. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You're a list. Kim Kardashian. But she's not A-list. No, exactly. Then you're paying $1,000 for a fart. Right. She's not even D-list. She's on a a minor reality show. I don't... And she's not even a popular character. People do not like her on that show. No. So it's like, I see maybe if you like someone, you buy their fart. (laughs) Personally, I'm not buying anyone's farts. I think this is disgusting. I would never buy a fart. But I do... I, I, I respect people's kinks. If you're into that... That's I don't fine. give a fuck what people do, but if you are into farts, wouldn't you rather have one fresh in the face? <laughs> like I would, if I was into farts, I would be like, I don't trust that there's a fart in this jar and I don't think that they travel. Do you know what I mean? Like if I was very into farts, I would want it fresh in my face and I would want to feel it. <laughs> you heard it here first, boys. Because why would you trust that it's in a jar? Here she responded to the backlash that her product is a ripoff. Oh. Of a recent video shared to her YouTube channel, which boasts over 373,000 subscribers. She said, when you take into account the cost of shipping and handling, the amount of food I have to eat in order to produce the farts, the amount of energy and exertion it goes into creating those farts, the flower petals that go into the fart jars, and then capture the scent... And also every single fart jar comes with a handwritten note. That takes time, she argued. It's not that hard to fart. No. (laughs) Also, whatever you eat, it's going to make a fart pretty much. (laughs) Time equals money. So when you total everything up, all the effort and natural resources that go into creating this once in a lifetime product, this is a really good deal when you think about it. This is a joke. (laughs) There's no way. There's no way, right? Also, I would love to see her bending over and putting the the head of the Ugh, bottle Desi. right up to her Ugh. anus. Like, how do you get it in the jar? You have a funnel? Like, Honest, what the fuck? <laughs> honestly, her reaction to the backlash, if you, like, watched... When you watch this season, you'll say, mm, this makes sense as okay. a person. Yeah. I mean, like, she seems very ir- irritating to me. She is very irritating. I, like I said before, I really don't like how she treated Erica. Imagine, like, being Erica... And you see your ex selling farts Ugh. and making this story. I'd be like, excuse me, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> I would be so mad. Yeah. Like not about her doing sex work, but just like that she would go public with the fart selling. It, I, I, I'm not I just think I just think Erica probably, I, I think it's more her reaction to it and her smugness about it that's like, I don't know, maybe that's part of the kink is people, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just saying. I don't believe her though. I'm just saying from watching her on the show, she was not a likable character and she's currently on this season of The Single Life. Oh, she is? Okay. And she's even more unlikable on this season. Ugh. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who this is for, but obviously people might be buying it. 
It's the price point for me. It's the price point for me I don't me buy too. the $1,000. I think you have to work your way up like, to that. I think that I would believe her if she's like 10 people. I just made 10 grand. Fuck you. I do not believe 100,000 people. 100 people. people bought it. That just seems extreme. But I don't know the fart market. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe that's a, that's a typical price. <laughs> Wait, didn't we have an email from a Snow White... Yes. Someone who played Snow White and sold yes. farts. But uh, her price was cheaper. Yes. So that was more believable to First me. First of all, I forgot about that woman who emailed us. I love you. I hope you're still listening to the show. That was one of our greatest emails we've ever yes. gotten of all time. So she was like, um, she did she play Snow White at Disneyland? Yes. So she played Snow White and she sold some memorabilia. Some farty stuff. And some fart I like a, I think a jar of farts. Yeah, as well was but part that's, of the package. I like that. That's a whole gimmick. That's a whole gimmick, and her price was a more believable. It was reasonable because it was like other stuff and the fart. Yeah, and it was like I don't know a few hundred dollars or something. Right, but it was a whole bunch of stuff, and yeah. it was like one guy I think who was asking for it. Yeah, which is just more believable story to me uh, than this story that this girl's trying to pull over. I don't think so. You don't buy it. Interesting. Maybe she'll I don't buy it. Maybe she'll write us a scathing email. Go for it, girl. I know one of I'm mutuals with one of Erica's friends on Instagram though. Wow. Look. <laughs> She's connected. I'm connected to the 90 Day Fiance universe. Well, let's hit her up. Get yeah. some inside info. Right. Maybe she knows. I like the idea that she's like, it costs a lot to buy these beans. <laughs> right. Like, that's like what the cheapest you thing you about? can buy. Uh, just what a nightmare. Okay. Well, well, let's take a break. Yes, I need a break. Bye. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. 
Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. Hello. Hi. We have a very special birthday message. We do. So this is an email from Grace. Today is December 17th this while is, we're recording, this is and this is birthday. her best friend's birthday. She Grace says that she introduced her friend to our podcast about a year ago, and they both love it. If possible, please give her a birthday shout out on your podcast. She will freak out. Are you freaking out? I hope so. <laughs> uh, her name, or she goes by Sip because she's from Mississippi. That's cute. I think that's very cute. Nickname, thank you for being the bad, hilarious queens you are. We are bad. Very bad. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed Sip. I hope on your birthday you enjoyed this, um, as usual, very disgusting mini episode. Yeah. Vulgar, maybe, disgusting, maybe, inappropriate. Maybe Grace got you a fart in for a your jar. birthday. <laughs> I hope she didn't make it herself. Uh, okay. <laughs> Happy birthday, Queen. Happy birthday, Sip. And please let us know what you ate. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the show, and I hope you had an amazing day today. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> okay. Desi. Yes. What did you watch this week? I also started to watch The Handmaid's Tale. What do you think? I mean, I like it. I'm only like two episodes in, so, uh, you know, I mean, it's good. Yeah. I knew it was a show I would like. It was just one of those ones I was like, oh, I'm not in the mood for the, very oh, long. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, cause yeah. I know it's definitely like a more heavy, you know, topic. It's a very bleak show. Yeah. Cause it's a dystopian, uh, whatever that kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone knows what it is. Cause if you're on social media, it's a point of reference nonstop. Right? I think that was another thing we discussed why I held off watching it for so long is just cause like. I just was so inundated with like people referencing that show all the time. I'd be like, all right. I, yeah. I, I get whatever. Um, I also watched a few movies that I don't really, uh, I watched The Last Duel, which is The like, Last Duel? Jesus Christ, Rachel. No, Duel. Oh, the, the new one. <laughs> yeah, it's starring Stephanie from 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> She charged someone $100,000 for her supposed last stool. Um, <laughs> no, this is a movie with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. <laughs> uh, it is about... it. Kind of, here's why I watched it, because some like online person was like criticizing this movie because it's one of those movies that has a rape in it. And she's like, I'm sick of rape being there so men could prove they're good people. Or something like that in a storyline, you know, that kind of complaint that people have. Yeah. And then she called it uh, Rape Rashomon. Oh, right. But Rashomon is about a rape. So everyone was like dunking on her. Uh, anyways, this has uh, three points of view, which is why she uh, called it that. Um, I thought it was 
it definitely has some weird moments. One, the weirdest being Ben Affleck to me is not a period person. Yeah. So when he's in a period piece, it's really disconcerting to me. He also has like bleach blonde hair. He looks really weird in it. It has to be one of the worst English accents I've ever heard in wasn't, my life. Wasn't he in Shakespeare in Love? Am I wrong? <sighs> I feel like that sounds vaguely familiar. Doesn't that sound right? <laughs> but he's not a major part. No, but I feel like he was in that, and I remember yeah. at the time seeing that in the theater at 12 years old going, this doesn't seem right. It's not. He's not like an actor I don't like. I just don't find him to be fitting in period pieces. Like he He's too modern to me. Yeah. Uh, and he's not very good. But I think the movie is very good, especially when we see the third act, which is the woman's uh, point of view, her like story. Um, so yeah, if you like that kind of thing, it's like, you know, there's fucking jousting in it. It's that, that period. And it's based on a true story. What period? Whenever the fucking people were jousting. Oh, like Like medieval? King Arthur or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what fucking it's like French, like okay. So it's that period, like oh, like and the jester's coming. (laughs) (laughs) That type of movie. I like that kind of movie. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's definitely. I thought it was a good movie. It's by Ridley Scott directed it. Yeah. Uh, So it's you know it's definitely a watchable movie. The other movie I watched that I thought was horrible, like so bad I didn't finish watching it, was Last Night in Soho. Really? Yes. I thought people liked it. I think it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. What? Like I fucking hate this movie. And par- probably I hate it because there's so many elements where I'm like, I'm going to love this movie. Like I was excited to see it. Right. Because it has like a 60s vibe to it. There's like um, a murder-esque, you know, storyline to it. And there's a mystery to it. It has like a Mulholland Drive type vibe to it, which I, I like that movie. Uh, and it's so bad. So you were just so hyped up to see it. You were disappointed. I think that because I was so hyped and it's a movie I should have liked, right. it was disappointing, extra disappointing. Right. But I mean, maybe you'll like it. I have no oh, idea. I feel like a lot of people really liked it. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think you're right. Because okay. I think afterwards I saw a lot of people hate this movie. Maybe it's people were really hyped up for the movie. Maybe. And in fact, other people have more like, bigger complaints for me. I'm like, I don't even get to those complaints like right. about it not being progressive on certain issues. Cause I was like, it's so bad. I don't even care anymore. Like, yeah. Cause no one's going to watch this movie or care about this movie. It's going to have zero cultural impact in my opinion. Whoa. Uh, a skating uh, seriously. So yeah, it was disappointing. I, there's like a lot of movies I really want to see, but I'm just not going to the theaters yet. And uh, I want them to be streaming. I'm spoiled now. Yeah. I want to see House of Gucci like really badly. Right. Uh, and there was like a few others that I was interested in seeing that I can't remember right now. But yeah, so that was what I watched. Oh, and I, I did start watching the Sex in the City show. Okay. I, I think I hadn't watched it last week. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch last night's episode, but I mean, look, my opinion, my prejudge has not changed much, but I'm obviously still going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, how I feel about I, it. I feel the same way. Like it's not good, but I watch a lot of shows that aren't good. Like uh, it's like watchable. There's a storyline to follow. And even the bad stuff is kind of funny and like interesting to me. Cause it's like, that's weird. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. kind of interesting as almost like an archaeological <laughs> study too. Cause it's like, what are they doing? Like right. the thing that really stood out to me was like, like how they're constantly talking about how old they are. Yeah. It's like, I don't need this anymore. Right. 
like make your one joke at the beginning. Yes, you've all gotten older. It's been 20 years or right. whatever it's been. Like, yeah. So it's like, I, I hope that, that that stops happening. Right. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I agree. Um, I mean, I think Mario Cantone is carrying that show personally. See, he hasn't been on it. He must be more in this he's, last episode. I mean, he, he is, was just on it a smidge with look, um, and but I, I I don't think like maybe carrying is the wrong word, but it, he's he to me seeing him and and Stanford too. Yeah. I I just I just enjoy them both so much. Well, they're both who they were. Yeah, I Do don't you know feel I mean? like, like I don't feel like they've changed as much in terms of their characters. But that's that's good, and I think. Uh, I, their characters are both really likable. Yeah. And they're sort of funny. Uh, I love Mario, Mario Cantone. Me too. Um, we all, I've talked about his Steam Pipe Alley show. I've talked about his uh, <laughs> stand-up special oh, right. that That's he did right. where he talked about when he was on Steam Pipe Alley. Yeah. So I'm a fan of his. Yeah. I mean, I just like him in general. He's like, like, he's like the type of person, it's like, he plays himself, but it's good. Yeah. That's who he is. Right. And that's a, Great screen presence. It's yeah. one that I like very he much. He just always makes me laugh. There's something about his delivery. He's just so funny to me. Because he is... Um, the thing I like about him is he's unafraid to look like a bad person. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm bad. Like, he, You know what I mean? Like, He'll say self-serving or narcissistic things and not care. Like, Yeah, there's something... He's just very funny. He's a very yeah. like real person to me. Yes. Even though he's a clown... No, he's just very funny, and he's someone I would like to be around in real life. Same. Like that couple, I would hang out with all the fucking time for sure. Like I don't want to hang out with Miranda anymore or <laughs> Charlotte. <laughs> like yeah. those women, I don't want to hang out with. I'll hang out with Stanford uh, and fucking what's his name? Um, Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. Uh, all, all the time. Yeah. All day, all night. Um, yeah, I'm watching that too. I would say personally, the three shows that I'm watching right now that are on right now that I'm enjoying the most and now that succession has ended is Curb Your Enthusiasm, Dexter, and Yellow Jackets. Like those are the three yes. shows I have that are I mean, besides all the reality I watch. Like yeah. the, no, I like those too. Those are all good. Yeah. I guess the succession finale happened. Oh right. We talked about it. Yeah, enough. we talked about it a little bit. Um so yeah, that's all I'm watching. What'd you eat? <sighs> what well, did we what did we eat? Remember oh. yesterday we had a really bad lunch that was depressing. God, that was yesterday? Yeah. That was sad. Uh, we had that lunch at, what was it called? Pan Quotidien. Le Pen Quotidien. Look, it was a mall lunch. We had a lunch at the mall. I honestly regret not going to Cheesecake Factory. I do too. Because we could have got those wraps. Yeah. Those chicken or wraps. Or popcorn shrimp. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I thought we were trying to be good. <laughs> Here's the thing. No, we, we, talked about, we talked about this briefly already. I don't dislike that restaurant. It's a chain restaurant or whatever. I don't dislike it. I felt like for some reason it tasted bad and it's never tasted that bad to me before. I like that restaurant too. But like you said, maybe it's like a Grove thing. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like or an Americana. I mean, yeah, the Americana. Like it tasted, sorry. I'm telling you, the lunch tasted very different than any food I've ever had at that restaurant on Larchmont. Well, and they also were very scattered. So maybe the whole vibe, the whole vibe was, was, off. was weird. Um, so, I mean, I don't think I've made, I ate anything like noteworthy. I'm hoping to. I'm, I'm, get- <laughs> I'm, I'm planning on a lot this week. I am too. So, 
Um, I would love to go to Bone Cattle before I go away, but maybe it won't happen. I made a reservation for my birthday at Musos. Yeah. So that's like something I'll start planning immediately. Yeah. Um, I did try to we have look to plan, up. We have to plan our outfits for that. Okay. Because it's your birthday. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be comfortable um, for but, sure. But you're going to wear like red lipstick. I'll put makeup on. Yeah. For sure. Um, I... I was trying to find a ham for you guys online. Yeah. But I couldn't find one and I was worried it wouldn't get delivered in time. Oh, Desi, that's so nice. <laughs> that's so sweet. I was worried though. It's so late now. I know. And the shipping things. And but I was like, like maybe, well, I don't want to order fresh food and if it gets delayed, that's not good. Right. But like, um, can I just go pick one up at like Whole Foods? Yes, you can. But I was trying to find like a really good one. Right. So it was on like, uh, what's it called? Gold, Gold Belly. Belly. But then I also saw one on Williams and Sonoma that looked really good. But it won't get here in time. It said it was like, order now and it will get there by the 24th. But that just seems really like it's pushing it. Yeah. And then, yeah, what if it's delayed? Right. Then you're screwed because there's no deliveries on Christmas. Right. And even the 24th, are, is the mail open? I don't even know. <laughs> Uh, no, there's probably one in town. Um, so I was doing that. And then I also got this notification. There's this condiment company I really like. I can't remember what it's called right now, but they sell like the chili crisp. It's like fly by gin, I think. Mm. And then I noticed that they start, they, now you can deliver, um, get homemade dumplings delivered from them. Like they're frozen, but they're like very good gourmet dumplings. Um, so I was like, I, I literally saw the, I was like walking to my car, looking at my Instagram and I saw that and I almost ordered them literally in the 30 seconds I took to walk to my car. Like yeah. that's, I was like, oh, I really want those dumplings. But then I was like, well, I can't order frozen food if I'm leaving in a few days. Right. It was just like an insane thing. But I was like, I really want to try those dumplings because that sounds so good. Is that on Gold Belly? No, this is just a different company. But I think a lot of places are doing this flash frozen overnight deliveries now. Right. Um, Where it comes in dry ice or whatever. Yeah. However, when I sent you those nachos, yeah. what was that on? Like dry, was dry ice? ice? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And did you see that Allie and Melissa got um, Russ, Russ and Daughters yes. delivery? Yes. I was like jealous. I was too. <laughs> I was really jealous. Um, so. The other thing that I'm really excited about is I'm, I decided I'm going to be a cookie bitch this holiday season. Oh, yeah. I'm like really into like um making cookies right now. So No, I've bought I'm so much that. so much stuff. I bought meringue powder the other day to make my royal icing. Yeah. I um am gonna yeah, I have like numerous tutorials saved. For decorating. See, yeah, I need to buy more. Um what you need to buy is disposable tipless. You got those? I got okay. them. And I got the set of the tips. You, I think there's certain bags you don't even need a tip. You just cut the the small because it's flooding. You're flooding, so it right. doesn't need detail. Right. Um, and then, but I got like a whole set. I ordered like a whole set of like the one reusable bag, but then I ordered a bunch of disposable bags because I want to do different colors. Yes, I have I have a bunch of reusables, but those disposable ones are great when you need a lot of colors because it's yeah. just a pain in the ass. And then I also got like all the tips. Yes. Let's, I think hopefully we can do it before I go away. Yeah. A batch together. Let's do a batch together. Um, we can practice. Yeah. Let's do it. And then. That's fun. I also, yeah, I need to get a good gingerbread house recipe too. I found a good gingerbread cookie recipe on Martha Stewart. It has black pepper in it and I really like that. Ooh. I like when people put black pepper in cookies. Me too. 
I like a black pepper. Yeah. It's yummy. <laughs> and then, oh God, I really want to make my mom's rosemary shortbread cookies too. Oh, right. Yeah. Maybe I'll make those after Christmas. Yeah. That's like a New Year's. You know, there's always that sad week. Yeah. It's between the sad Christmas week. and New Year's. And it's, it's, you know, it's like there's wrapping paper sadly draped around your house. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, like coming down off Coke that week. It's the, it's the saddest week. So I think it's nice to save. A few little things for that week. Yeah, maybe I'll save the rosemary shortbread cookies for that week. Yeah. Um, the other thing I noticed at the Williams in Sonoma, they had the ham, and then you could also buy biscuits. But I was curious <laughs> how the biscuits came. Like, are they frozen, and then you cook them? Right. So I don't know. I anyway, didn't see that. I guess the point is, I tried. It's the thought that counts. It's honestly, it's really nice. It's really nice. That would have been a very I, nice... If I had thought of it a week ago, it would have been good because the ham would last. Yeah. Those things last forever. Right. right? Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll find a ham. We'll find we'll, a ham we'll for find Christmas. find a ham. Otherwise, I'll make a duck. I don't know. Ooh. I love duck and I have never... It would be awesome to make a duck la l'orange or something or like mm. some kind of smoked tea duck or something yeah well i'm i won't be able to pull that one off probably. But you, i think you buy it smoked oh yeah i guess uh, so and then you can make the, the the um the sauce the sauce the scallions and make i can give you the recipe for my um buns because mm. you can just roll them out and do it harmony style right oh that would be so good that would be good so yeah, yeah, we'll hopefully have some more interesting food I'll, stories. Yeah, look, I'll update you on whatever food I eat. I'm having a very low-key Christmas. The only thing that's not low-key is that I'm going to be cooking and baking. But oh, other than that, I'm, it's just I'm very... going to do a lot of baking. One other thing I wanted to mention is um, I probably mentioned it way back when it started, but the cocaine and rhinestones season that's on right now about George Jones... It's so good. Like it starts off where it's like a lot of history of country music and elements related to country music and the Nashville sound. But once you like, I feel like people are really going to love it, especially when Tammy Wynette comes in because her story is crazy. Like we have to cover her at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, it's like riveting, uh, where they start getting into their relationship and he's very fucked up. I mean, he's an addict and an alcoholic yeah. and their relationship is just crazy. And she's kind of um, a liar. Like she has a memoir supposedly that's just insane and like no one knows what the truth is, but everyone kind of knows she's fudging like every element. Right. It's just wild. So if you like that kind of stuff, then maybe you would like this podcast. I'm very uh, enjoying it a lot. Um, so if you like history, country music and wild relationships, <laughs> check it out. Um, Yeah, so that's it. That's it. That's all I got. Bye. Bye.